Hello, Rebels. You're listening to a free audio-only recording of my show, Rebel Roundup. Now, if you like listening to this podcast, then you would love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's what we call our long-format TV-style shows here on The Rebel. Subscribers get access to watching my weekly show, as well as other great TV-style shows, too. It's only $8 a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get two months free. And just for podcast listeners, you can also save an extra 10% on a new premium membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when you subscribe. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com to become a member. And please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are a great way to support Rebel News without spending a dime. And now, enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we look back at some of the very best commentaries of the week by your favorite Rebels. I'm your host, David Menzies. Well, the lockdown is pretty much over in Alberta, yet the provincial government is nevertheless still cherry-picking those Albertans who committed the egregious offense of merely trying to make a living. And the government is still pursuing legal actions against these individuals. Why? Sheila Gunn-Reed has all the details. And hey, did you get the memo? Recently, Canada anointed a new queen to lord over us. Alas, Her Royal Highness Romana Dedulo is so much fakery, yet thousands of people are apparently buying into this proclamation. Andrew Chapados will try to make sense of it all. And letters, we get your letters, we get them every minute of every day, and you had plenty to say about the latest filthy tent city in Toronto being eradicated, but there was a twist. The woke social justice warriors were trying to prevent the police from doing their jobs. They seem to think it's a good idea for the homeless to remain homeless. He hikes. Those are your rebels now, let's round them up. have received lockdown tickets for such innocuous things as going ice fishing, taking a horse to a Calgary protest, and hosting the Easter Bunny at an outdoor event for little kids. But the work for me is more than just telling the story of the bad government actions during the pandemic lockdown. It's also about offering help to someone on what could possibly be the worst day of the pandemic for them, the day they receive a crushing fine for doing truly absolutely nothing wrong. So I thought I would catch up with one of the incredible Alberta law firms working so hard on these fight the fines cases and get a little bit of a state of the union. So here is Chad Williamson from Williamson Law and Chad fights every single fight the fines case like it is the most important one at his law firm, whether it's a $1,000 ticket or something that may send his client to jail. Take a listen. 
Well, here we are, nearly a month out from the purported lifting of the aggressive and oppressive government lockdown restrictions that uh, uh, seemed to disappear uh, on July 1st for, quote-unquote, the best summer ever. The government is still continuing to prosecute dozens of these cases, and our office is continuing to aggressively defend our clients against some of these charges in the Fight the Fines campaigns. Now, we've successfully had dozens of them withdrawn or discharged, but the government continues to uh, amp up uh, its its enforcement of some of these while withdrawing some of the uh, more precarious uh, charges and claims that they have against business owners and restaurateurs uh, and regular Albertans uh, pursuant to some of these regulatory charges. Now, the fight is not over. We've got a whole bunch of stuff happening on the whistle stop file and some of our other clients that have appeared in other videos. But most specifically, the fight the fines claims, we are going to fight these until the end. And whether or not the government wants to discharge these uh, these 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 claims, try to save themselves some money, and not being forced to actually run fulsome uh, due process trials for each one of these, we will meet these every step of the way through the Fight the Fines program. Now we haven't had, as I said, one conviction to date. That doesn't mean that the battle is over and we think that the government will cherry pick a couple of files that they will want to uh, prosecute to the fullest extent to make an example of anyone who uh, may have disagreed with some of the implemented lockdown restrictions. Well, isn't that special? Now that the lockdowns are over in Alberta and Albertans are allegedly now enjoying their greatest summer ever, the provincial government is nevertheless still cherry-picking those Albertans who committed the egregious offense of merely trying to make a living or trying to have some fun. And the government is still going after these people legally. Yet the ostensible policy reason has little to do with health and safety and, well, it has a whole lot to do with making an example of alleged scofflaws. Amazing. And joining me now for more on this story is Sheila Gunn-Reed. How are you doing, Sheila? I'm great, David. Thanks for having me on the show. It's always a pleasure. Sheila, this is surreal. I personally think that all of these fight the fines cases should be thrown out of a court, should be thrown out of courts rather. But the Alberta government seems to be harboring a, a grudge against certain citizens. Why the vindictiveness toward people who surely have already suffered enough. Because these people embarrass the government, many of whom on an international scale. With you, when you look at Pastor James Coates and uh, 